The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome to My Brother, My Brother, and Me. I'm your oldest brother, Justin Tyler McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. I'm your sweet baby brother and 30 under 30 media luminary, Griffin McElroy, and it's an advice show for the Modernair. I don't know why Justin Ba-dum. didn't say that this time. Ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. Do you hear Uh-oh. that, boys? Uh-oh. Do you hear that, boys? That? When you hear hoofbeats, think derby. Not zebras. Occam's razor. Uh, derby time. Uh, it's derby time, everybody. Put on your cool hats. There, there's ribbons, and mine has two pinwheels. I have created a little game out of the Derby competitors. I have made a list of names, sets of three. One name is re- real. Okay. Two are made up. Now, Griffin, I, you're going to go first. Tell me okay, which of these I, names. I, two, no, wait. two things. We do have to give, like, to, or do we? if we play this game with you, do we have to pay royalties? We do to have to give a yeah, do, do money. Yes. Okay. The other thing is that I watched it, so, like, I'm going to fucking destroy you, so... Okay. I like watched it. I like got a julep in my hand and I drank it. Uh, drank it down smooth and I got fucking blitzed. And I watched these you know derby ponies go. Com- combine the two worlds of the derby griffin, get a big wide brimmed hat, right? And then Ooh. tape two mint juleps to the sides of each, sorry, that's each not side how of the hat. Two, t- and then you tape take two a straw what's? down. Two what? Ju- sorry. Mint julep. Yeah. And then have like big <laughs> straws that come down to your mouth from the hat. That's the only way to derby, um, uh, just scientifically speaking. All right, give me these fucking I, horses. I want to talk about the derby more, so let's play Travis's game first. Okay. Which of these names is real? Griffin. Thunder snow. That's fake. Earth, wind, and lightning. That's fake. Pa- pants on fire. None of those are real. I'm sorry. Thunder snow is correct. No, it wasn't. No, come on. It wasn't in the race. I watched the race, and there was no thunder snow. It was Thundersnow. Thundersnow placed, let me see here, do, 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 Thundersnow didn't do great, 20th okay. out of 20. 20th. Okay, here's my thing on horse racing, and I've got a whole bit <laughs> that you guys are just going to love on this. First place, you win. Your owner gets like a million dollars, and you get to bust like the deepest nut ever that night. Congratulations. <laughs> Two, three, four, five, you get the wreath, and I guess your owner still gets a considerable amount of money, but like you just get to bust a regular nut. Five through 10, you're fine. Anything after that they should have like a collapsible pit that just opens up on the track that all of the horses just fall down into um into like the pony pile and then the pit opens back up and then we don't talk about those horses ever again 20th place are you fucking kidding me 20th place 10th on the underground pile that's it you're done i would own thunder snow listen the owner of thunder snow if you're looking to Get him off your hands. I'll take it. Travis, you don't uh, have to own Thundersnow. Thundersnow got thoroughly fucking owned yesterday in that race. It got put <laughs> in its place by fucking, what was the winner? Cream Dream. And I think Cream Dream won it. Was number one Cream Dream? All right, Justin. Which mm-hmm. of these names is real? Cream Dream. Slow and st- <laughs> if cream, juice, cream Dream is one of the three, it's real. Justin, slow and yes. steady, fast and accurate, sloppy boy. 
All three uh, describe me and I, sex. I, I, <laughs> I wish Sloppy Boy was real, but I think it's fast and accurate. It is fast and accurate. That is correct. That's Excellent. a bullshit name for a horse. Four legs and hooves. It's like Griffin. what? Long head and big body. Griffin. Pinch me, I'm dreaming. Guaranteed winner or state of honor? State of honor is real. State of Honor is State of real. Honor came in like third, I think. I watched that one. I, I'm not kidding. State of Honor was fourth. I, oh, no, sorry. I wanna, State of Honor was... Oh, no. State of Honor was 19th. In the pile. Travis, can we, can we bring your game to an abrupt end? But I have... Okay, wait. Let me give you this last one, Justin. Okay, like last this. one. Billiams, Steffoli, or Gervin? Gervin. Gervin is I, welcome, correct. Welcome to my brother, my I brother, went, and me. I'm Gervin McElroy. I'm Steffoli. Three of the... I, I I pulled up the list after Travis uh Travis's game was over, and I there are three different horses in this fucking race out of twenty or two or something. There's three fucking horses that sound like someone trying to pronounce Griffin's name and failing. Mm. There is a there's a Gervin, mm-hmm. there's a Gunavera, and there's a Gormley. Gormley Wait, is it is Gormley McElroy? No, it's not Gormley, Gormley McCracken. I'm, Gormley McCracken? McCracken's another one. By I'm the way. 30 under 30. Gormley. Sweet cream dream McCracken. Gor- it's Gormley McCracken. No. Gervin? It's this great podcast. It's the McCracken Brothers. And the littlest one is such a card. Gorpulds. I celebrated the uh uh I celebrated the Derby uh which was also free comic book day. So I was downtown. Stopped by Purple Earth, got some books, uh, and I went to the press club for lunch, which is like a, it's kind of like a bar, restaurant kind of vibe. So we're sitting there- They do paninis, hence the press in the name. You get it. Yeah. Uh, There was uh, two things about this. One, it's buck wild that there's two hours of coverage for an event no one cares about any other day of the year for 15 seconds of event. That's fine. The to fill that one of the segments I saw was you know there's celebrities here and they they're like here are the celebrities Harry Connick Jr. uh huh Travis right. Tritt end of montage like that was like oh, whoa yeah. a rough rough year for the uh the derb but as we're we're the only people in the restaurant as we are like waiting for the race to begin. I mean, we're not, we're eating pizza, but like the the race was about to begin. An elderly gentleman (laughs) comes in and just stands at the bar, staring at the screen, gets himself a beer, drains it. And as the race begins, he just starts yelling, come on. Like that will make the race, like that'll make the race begin faster or. Come on. No, as the race has begun, he's yelling, come on. But he's not mentioning any horses. So it gives it, it gives him the vibe of like, he's just trying to be encouraging. Like he just wants all the horses to come on. He wants a good race. Yeah. Yeah, He just wants a good, good race out there. Important question. At the end of the race, did he pull some sort of paper stub out of perhaps a breast pocket, tear it up, and jump up and down on it? No, that's the Ugh. he. Sh- okay, oh, this is the other thing. When the race is over, no reaction. <laughs> like he, I guess he's just in it for speed. He just loves the speed or something because he did not care who won or lost. He just wanted him to come on. Maybe he just, he really likes watching or like he is committed to watching the Derby, but doesn't actually enjoy doing it. 
and like he just knows like maybe there's a group of people at work who always talk about the derby and he's like i'm gonna watch it this year but as soon as he started it was like i already hate this come on please come on. just Get finish it, it. <laughs> finish it uh so yeah derby derby again derby time but congratulations to cream dreams the winner that's not the derby. name that's not trap th- just googled about thunder snow Injury on the track. Muddy. I said this track will, this race will have at least one horse destruction by the end of the day. You listen to me. Thundersnow had a bad buck coming out the paddock. And I was sure. I was almost certain. But no, he said, put that fucking gun away, Jeremy. Not to me. I'm Thundersnow. I'm too proud. And so I think he's okay. Scary moment, though. You see a horse take a bad break out the paddock and you think like, is this it? Is this it for our hero Thundersnow? One no. of the uh, one of the horses was named after an issue we've had while recording the show before, and it's called J Boy's Echo. <laughs> Sometimes J Boy does get a little bit of echo from the headphones. Yeah. J Boy's Echo it has been an issue that we've had to negate and with some audio VST plugins. Another one. There's another horse here named after another issue that we have on the show, and it's called I Rap. And my name is Griffin, and I'm here to say that I love these horses in a major way. I wish there could just be a 20-way tie. I wish all these horses could finish at the same time, and they could all just bust all their nuts that night. All the big... I will say, um, Griffin, when I first saw that the Derby hit occurred, the headline I read was, Always Dreaming takes first on a sloppy track. They said Always Dreaming in the headline because they can't, like... Our fucking... Our news, quote-unquote... Papers, that's one doesn't get quotes because it is on paper. They're too fucking chicken shit to say cream dream in a headline. They're well, too they chicken shit to put that on the one. Yeah, always creaming because now he just gets to bust nuts. Left just and right. It's good work if you can get it. Hachi chi chi. Sex. Uh. So anyway, therapy. It's got horses. We got to talk about it. That's the law. Let's. But but that's not all we do here on the show. We help people, and we give them advice to help them. And I'd like to do that right now with our first question. And uh, here we go. At dinner with my in-laws the other night, I found out about a vacation package they had purchased off the internet and were inviting myself and my SO to join them on. A simple Google search led me to find the package was likely a scam and that the company behind it had a long list of scam complaints in the past. Oof. My question, though, is what's the best way to tell a friend or loved one that they have been scammed without making them feel stupid or angry or ruining their vacation? I feel guilty for not telling them, but also don't want them to go on their vacation and let them get scammed anyway. That's from Scam by Scandals and Scoundrels in Sydney. Unless I missed a factor here. I don't think they're going to go on said vacation unless it's a weird scam. I'm not aware of where the person both gets scammed, but also gets to go to Hawaii. It's nice. One of these where they, they send you a picture of a boat and they're like 10,000 bucks and we'll take you on the cruise of your life. And you show up and it's just a big picture of a boat. And nobody's yeah, and, and nobody's Captain there. Ron is there, but like Captain Ron's there, and he, but he's there to just like take some pictures with you with this good boat picture, and he says, "Yeah, I hope it was worth it." And it kind of is. It kind of is. He's great. I. This is. Mm, you. Got, I mean, you got to say something. You don't want them showing up and getting. Well, but think about it this way: How do you say to them like, without sounding like you're saying, "Hey, stupids, 
I looked this up. Why didn't you look this up? This is a scam. It took me five seconds to figure out, even if that's not your tone of voice, which God help me, it should not. But like, there's no way to say like, hey, um, a brief Google search let me know that y'all been taken. Well, I think that's probably better than, um, well, we'll be taking your house now. Goodbye. Like, I think that that's probably, they would prefer to hear from you about the scam rather than, like, you don't own your, your home anymore. I think they would prefer that, right? Ooh, I what about, you, you? do you have a certain set of skills that will help you to save your in-laws from this scam taken for? Taken, it's a very low stakes taken. Yes. You didn't even, how did, how did you even get here without Googling it accidentally? Cooltrips.biz, sounds good to me. Uh, 800,000, here you go. I'll, I'll take out a second mortgage, here you go. Where are we going? That's not important, don't worry about it. It'll be a, fun, you know. it says fun trip for four. Good for me, where to, not important. Amazing race style, baby, cue it up, Phil. Cue it up, Phil Keegan, let's do this shit. When I worked at Best Buy and we would like, uh, asked people if they wanted, wanted to sign up for credit cards and stuff for the store. Um, like part of it was we needed your social security number. And there is a, a certain generation, I'm not gonna say 100% in time, but that is more statistically likely to both be very wary of people in uniforms at a store they're standing in asking for their social security number who will also give away whatever information you want <laughs> for a trip to the Bahamas or a boat or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what the disc, but like, hi, you see my face. I'm standing behind a Best Buy desk. Can I have your, so? no, 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 I don't trust that. Okay, ooh, a flashing window popped up on my computer. Don't mind if I do. Now I'll punch the fuck out of this monkey. Wait, you're gonna give me a cruise too? Oh shit. Hey. Just for punching the monkey? Fuck Just yeah. Just the monkey once? Internet's, hey. internet's great. I hate to do this, guys, but I, at this point, I'm gonna have to bring it up. The grifter's code. Now, here's the problem. Ah, uh, shit. If you are running, if, if you hear tell about a grift, and it uh -huh. sets off your alarm bells, and if you've been in the game for a while, yeah. you know them all. The 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 back alley preacher, the- The uh, Gorvin. The Gorvin, the seven watches. The sloppy boy. Uh, the, the creamy snow, the, the bubblegum violin, you know, all the, the Arkansas grifts. creamy dream. I think if you detect a grift and then you alert the grift, you have got to be prepared for the next time you're running a grift. Mm, call full circle. Oh, they're coming for you. Big wheel keeps spinning. In a major way. Keep spinning major that big way. wheel. Ooh, yeah. what if you collateral? Uh, oh, no, no, I'm trying to think of the name of the show. What's the show? Is it collateral? No. Collateral. That's it. Where you <laughs> grift the grifter. Oh, oh shit. It's collateral. Grift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you reverse grift. Yeah, you, you, need reverse a, you, need a, you need a captain for your boat? Uh, yeah, I guess so. How much money? $20,000. <laughs> you Are you a very good captain? You know it. You know I'm the best captain. Best in the biz. You're not going to find a captain for cheaper than the exact amount of money my in-laws. I mean, someone's in. I mean, those two marks ah, gave you a little bit of lingo. <laughs> the show was leverage. I'm very mad at myself that I couldn't pull leverage. I love that show. I, I know for a fact the creator of leverage has listened to our products before. And I'm very sorry we couldn't pull the name of Leverage. Sorry we I called know, your show right? Collaboral. <laughs> it's definitely not that. Um, 
it's just it's oh my goodness is it derby time i want a munch i thought i want to munch bunch of people sent this one in and i am i'm really excited about it and i think that if if you've been paying a lot of people a lot more people are paying attention to the scene than they than they were before is it is, um, quick question is it these horrible triangles mm, the horrible <laughs> triangles sound pretty tasty right now um the uh uh i have a side i have a side uh path real quick kfc has a romance novel from mother's day called tender wings of desire very and very funny you're definitely gonna want to pick that one Literal? up wait is this everything the sentence i said is true parse it later moving on naked chicken is back naked chicken is okay naked chicken has become a brand of the taco bell hive mind and the only odd thing about that is the name was incepted for the naked chicken chalupa which of course was i mean it was chicken instead of a shell so the naked thing made sense but now now they're twisting it a little bit with naked chicken chips it's like all three of those fucking words Mm -hmm. you've modified you've modified it go on I'm so excited because I have, which has become a rarity. A lot of these companies are not putting out these press releases anymore. <laughs> I think they on to me. That's fine. Uh, but this one does have a big release. Um, and th- I'm really excited because this is this is May 11th. This is happening. I'm By getting big release, do you mean once. diarrhea? <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's the first line of this press release. Taco Bell went and did it again. Yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah. uh, it should, that sentence should be preceded by, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ruh row. Oh, taco no. Bell went and did it again. First, they created a taco shell made entirely of crispy marinated white meat chicken. Now they've done the same with chips, complete with here's an adjective you never knew existed and now wish you could put it away. Dippable nacho cheese sauce. Dippable nacho cheese. Consider the inverse. Undippable nacho cheese sauce. Unpenetratable. Unpenetrable. It's, it's it's straight cheesy ooh black. It, it fucking like <laughs> as much force as you can put into this thing, it's gonna push right the fuck back. <laughs> now with unfathomable nacho cheese, <laughs> um, just try like to, to plumb the depths of this nacho cheese. I'd like to welcome back to the show uh, uh, a, a woman I've come to think of as the fourth McElroy brother, Marissa Thalberg, chief marketing officer at Taco Bell, uh, who says, "quote the." <laughs> The world wasn't ready to say goodbye to naked chicken, <laughs> and neither were we. Oh, Thank you, Marissa madam. Thalberg, for interrupting my grieving process. The world's grieving, <laughs> and you've you've righted the ship just when you thought it couldn't get any better. That word doesn't mean what I think it means anymore. We went and added our famous nacho cheese to expose the traditional chips and cheese combo like only Taco Bell can. The word is expose that Marissa has chosen <laughs> this time. We're exposing chips and cheese to this fucking radioactive concept of naked chicken. These are, I'm sorry, triangular chicken wedges, oh. right? These are these are nuggets of a sort that are maybe it sounds like maybe breaded, embarrassed with Dorito fixins, and you just dip them in nacho. These are chicken tenders that are triangular in no 
I don't want to get it. I I think to me, I I'm not interested in talking about like fucking BuzzFeed runs a post saying like a hot dog's a sandwich and then everybody just gets really angry about it for a long time. I don't want to get into that sort of semantic argument. These are chicken tenders. And no, making something triangle shaped does not make it a chip. That is the most whack shit I've ever heard. There is only one way in which it is a chip, Griffin, and that is literally if they just took like fried chicken skin and there's no meat to it whatsoever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yarts now. (laughs) There's, um, Part of this press release, which I'm not going to get in the prices. Let me say these chips are extremely affordable in the monetary sense. I need I need to know the prices. I'm sorry. Six piece for one ninety nine or twelve piece for three ninety nine. That's not getting a deal if you get twelve. <laughs> um, sorry. Um, one of the things in this press release is that uh, is this paragraph. Naked chicken isn't the only thing that's back. The Council for Eating Fried Chicken the same way you always have a group dedicated to the preservation of traditional chicken values that first surfaced during the launch of the Naked Chicken Chalupa have already begun their marketing campaign against Naked Chicken Chips. What is this? Which they deem equally as bold and dangerously delicious. This is, of course, a fake thing that Taco Bell... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's a fake thing that Taco Bell made up of, like, people who are... A fake group who's, like, thinks that this is the road to hell is paved with fried chicken in different shapes. I, which is, of course, a joke, and it's it's marketing and whatever. But I do think it reveals something of the Taco Bell psyche mm. that, like, on some level, they know they have to create their own Moriarty. Yeah. Like, they do, like, no one's stopping us. And the guilt that we feel is actually manifested in us creating an <laughs> anti-Taco Bell. Like, to, we're paying money for an anti-Taco Bell to nip at our heels at every turn. I, I mean, just, very this, sad. This is so that when we do things like this and we talk about it, that they can be like, well, yeah, of course. They're part of the council. Yeah, and then everybody can just exactly discount yeah. our statements. They, they could have saved a lot of money by bringing me in to be the counter Taco Bell and be like Griffin McElroy in the press release, like Griffin McElroy of my brother, my brother and me in 30 under 30 media luminary said, this sounds fucking nasty. And I don't know why Taco Bell, you think you are going to become my, my number one chicken source. You all don't know fucking anything about this chicken game. And to, to be honest, if this is the heat you're bringing, dippable nacho cheese sauce with little triangles that have probably been bl- flavor of over blasted with whatever seasoning you're bringing to the table, I think it sounds pretty nasty, Griffin said. Hey, fuck that guy. Come, come get these little guys. Can I actually, like, I know that you made up the council for eating fried chicken the same way you always have as a joke, but, like, can I... Join that. Can I donate like, lots yeah. of money to? Can I give like ten percent of my paycheck to the Good Chicken Council? Yeah. Can we just do that? Is there are there groups like? I'd always thought family values groups were horseshit growing up, and broadly speaking, yes, yes, they are. But if Absolutely. there are groups, yes, obviously. But if there are groups devoted to the values of eating chicken in not fun shapes, like I would probably join up. I would probably get on board with that if it was a, a feasible organization um do y'all want a yahoo yes yeah yeah i do griffin and while you're doing that i'm gonna run a quick who is on this chicken council to try to figure out oh shit who is who's bankrolling the whole thing fucking WikiLeaks over here getting yeah. at it getting at the code um yeah this one is sent in by tristan hyatt thank you tristan it's yahoo answers user anonymous we're gonna call him reggie asks 
Weird question. How do you shop at Foot Locker? Yeah, I've never understood it. Where do they keep the actual shoes? Do you have to talk to an employee? I hope this question doesn't seem dumb, lul. I've kind of been in one for like two minutes, felt out of place. I saw a few boxes, but I just left after that. <clears throat> this is this is a this is a valuable service because I there have been lots of times. Juice, you remember when it was Trav's and yours birthdays coming up, and we wanted to get him a present, and so we went to the <laughs> vitamin store to buy him some vitamins, and we got said we got said get out of here. They said, you don't have any money. Or more or less, this is not a jokey joke. Somebody said, this is a store where um, all the things are pretty expensive. And Justin, you had that Olive Garden money and you were like, oh yeah? Guess you don't want these OG bucks. And then we left the store and we felt like really huffy and superior for the rest of the day. You just made a big mistake. Huge. Huge mistake. I was going to buy all the protein for my brother as a birthday gift. Um, What did you end up getting me? Just to walk down memory lane, do y'all remember? Or... No, but I mean, okay. the you know how you're all like fucking scrawny and shriveled up now, yeah, like these that days. Is my defining feature: how tiny I am. You're all fucking tiny and wispy and weak, and it's because we weren't able to buy you these pills that you needed to get yoked. But anyway, ah uh, man, two paths diverged. Do you know what I mean? And you took the uh, one sliding doors. You took the one of just like a little tiny, like a baby's body. But anyway, how do you shop at Full Locker? Like, like a welcome a, to Wienerville body, like a Wienerville situation. I just think that. There's lots of discomfort about going into certain stores to shop. I feel it when I go into J. Crew because it's a one mm-hmm. echelon level higher than the clothes store that I usually shop at, and I feel like I'm gonna embarrass myself in there. And obviously, this person's struggling at Foot Locker, so I think we could do a little prima strategy guide, a little game facts for you Foot know, Locker. What I find interesting about this question, Griffin, is that Reggie's concern is like the actual mechanics. Yeah. Whereas my my embarrassment when I walk into Foot Locker is like, I don't know how to ask where like the shoes for sitting around and not playing sports are. They got them. They like, got them. They got all kinds of, but, they got fashion. They got casual. They got all kinds of stuff. I'm just so afraid to ask because I'm, I'm, I'm afraid I'll walk in and they'll be like, you don't sport. And I'll just run out crying. No, 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 no. That's a a common misconception. This is page one of the strategy guy. It's just like, be confident, I think, when you walk in there. Like, it doesn't matter what you need these shoes for. Foot Locker's gotcha. Now, Griffin, they are also dressed, I believe the sporting term is referees. So it's just number two in the, like, page two in the strategy guide. Like, don't be, they're not going to call some sort of um, foul on you. Can you imagine? Oh, okay. That's, That's what I was worried about, that I'd come in and I'd be like, um... I don't know my size, and they'd be like, "That's a red card. You're out of here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a sports thing. Um, Juice, are you still counter programming the Taco Bell website, or are you in the bit with us? <laughs> no, I'm here in the bit. I just, I, I just don't have much to add about foot. The last time I was in a Foot Locker, they had some shoes in glass cases. Okay, that's not a joke. So, and you could like read about them. So like number three is like, don't get freaked out when you see that. Like I'll be, I'd be afraid if I saw that, that I was going to accidentally steal some shoes from Foot Locker. And it's like, just don't, you know, it's not a museum. You're not robbing it. Um, sometimes you have to say that to people like when they're shopping at a store. Like sometimes I walk in Best Buy and I think like, I hope I don't actually steal some. I, I you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to accidentally steal something here. Yeah. No, you want to on purpose steal things. Well, I want to make the decision. Yeah. Yeah. No, tra- Travis knows how hard the LP is at, at uh, Best Buy. They've got eyes on everybody. I wouldn't try to sneak out of that place with anything. Yeah, like I'd be so like so if I was shoplifting from Best Buy and I saw Travis's little Wienerville baby body, I'd be like, "Oh no." That's fair. <laughs> um, just looks like five br- five broomsticks. 
it is easy though to steal uh, shoes from the Foot Locker because all you do is you go into the changing room and then you put on the new shoes and you put your old shoes back in the box and then you say like, I, you know, I decided I don't want these and you just walk out. Jesus, Travis, this is a strategy guide for how to shop at Foot Locker and you just told people go for it basically. I think it's safe though because I don't actually think they have changing rooms to change your shoes. So you, I, I might have given some bogus advice there. <laughs> Griffin, let me ask you a different question for the strategy guide. How do you shop at Foot Locker? Uh, well, I've been in the Foot Locker and I've seen basketball hoops. Oh, yeah. Like, is there any risk of a game breaking out that I would have to participate in? Um, I mean, it would be pretty loud. Like, the sound of a basketball being dribbled is, like, pretty loud. So, like, you would, you, I think you'd have enough time to probably get out of the store. But, again, take those shoes off. You don't want to um, thieve from them. How do you get the shoes that are right for you at Foot Locker, though? Um, because like, what's a good fit? I think for like a Reebok. Well, that I actually do know the answer to Griffin. Because here's the thing: the only people who work at Foot Locker are mm. passionate about shoe sales. They love it. So if you go up to any one of them and say, "I I don't even know what I'm looking for. I am a blank canvas upon which you can paint your masterpiece," they are going to love the opportunity to really stretch their imaginations and their creativity to find the right shoe for you. They'll take care of everything. You just have a seat and no matter what questions they ask, you say, surprise me. Hmm. And I think that's probably the best way to buy it. Don't even tell them your shoe size. Let them figure that out because that's going to make their whole day. Now, Juice, I've got a tum- I've got a I- Juice, I've got a question here from somebody about Foot Locker and I was hoping you could help them answer it. And it's okay. it's an anon- it's an anonymous uh, ask dot fm they and they asked they said that they always have stinky feet mm. and so like they don't want to offend any of the um umpires or whatever and so they just asked they said justin what do i do about that i uh, just measure yourself uh ask if they have a booklet about how to work that little slide thing okay and then just sit there for a half hour and ma- piece it together yourself that's gonna take a while, though. I mean, it's I, it will. I don't want to make a day of it. <laughs> they'll give. They'll bring you a cold drink if it takes too long to figure out your shoe size. Do you, you think you, you, need, you need to pack your lunch yourself, though? Yeah, but do pack a lunch. Does anybody That's own good. those at home? And they come in and like put your foot in the scale, and then you could say to them like, "Don't worry about it. I used my foot scale at home, and I'll tell you exactly the size it is." Do well, you the, think they're on Amazon? Because like. The, the, pr- the problem, boys, is you're dealing with like a qubit situation where the scale at Payless is different yes. from the scale. Every store has their well, own. Well, that's how they sizes. and that's how they fuck you, right? Yeah. Um, I can't understand sort of where this person was coming from because if you go there and you just see one shoe on a shelf, you certainly are going to wonder, like, well, what do I do about that? There's <laughs> no, I well, I mean, I'm so wait, is there another one behind? If I take one out, will another one just slide into its place like a Coke machine? But like no, it's just, that's obviously the most popular fashionable shoe that everybody's wearing, and you fucking buy that shoe, and you shut up about it because you don't know that much about shoes. Obviously, if you're having this much trouble with it, you've got to trust the people at Foot Locker because this is their passion. Now, Griffin, what if the shoe is just way too big for you, but it is the last one of the most popular shoe? Jam it in, jam it up. Like maybe put some like rolled up socks in there, or to- um, or toilet paper or tissue paper or. <sighs> do they make you get rid of your off court buddies in that circumstance or? 
I mean, they make you trade in your shoes if you buy shoes at Foot Locker, no matter what. You knew that, right? That's how they get. Yeah. That's how they get new ones. The the the, the foot measuring thing is called the Brannock device. Fuck yeah, that's is, awesome. It's awesome. It's really cool. Uh, you can buy one on Amazon for sixty five dollars. That's way more money than I would ever, Whoa, really? as a joke, spend on anything. Okay, yeah, you can, but I'm trying to figure out why. Yeah, like if if you were gonna start a shoe place. Is this the last thing, like, we are about to open the doors? You're like, oh, fuck. Need you know what we Tell me they have? got same day. Tell me. Because we got to get on the Brannock. Got to get it. I'm 30. I don't, and that still feels just awful. It tumbled. That, that, <laughs> that word that. just diapers out of my mouth. Um, But I do think that my feet are probably done growing, huh? Mm-hmm. Probably. You're about to start shrinking. I don't think my feet are gonna get any huh? There are ten there are ten after thirty they shrink. There are ten now. I don't think I'm ever gonna hit ten point five. Uh I'm a see I'm like a ten point five eleven, but oh. I do like it. But I'm I need twelve it Travis is a Travis is a two. <laughs> I'm a twelve D. It's just a broomstick D. going into a shoe. I know because I wear cowboy boots, sir. And I wear the <sighs> shit out of them. Yeah, he's very proud of his boots. Um, hey, hey, boots aren't cheap. That's what they tell me, at least. I hear that they're expensive. You want a nice pair. Wouldn't it be funny and if, I know you're doing the transition, but wouldn't it be funny if you went to Foot Locker and they saw your shoes and they were like, what are those? <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love that one. Because they're like, it's just shoes and it's like fun to like slam people for it. <laughs> I think if I worked I at foot locker, I had a I just... foot locker, if I had owned, owned, owned a foot locker, I would tell my employees whenever somebody came in the store, I would tell them to say, "Well, you already have shoes. What, what's your what's your angle? What do you play that? You already got them. Who are these for? Who are these for? They have to come in here if they want our shoes. <laughs> no shoes sold unless the person is present. You know that. <laughs> but if you came in without shoes, they'd be like, they're ready." They're ready. They're ready to receive. We've been waiting us. for you. We saw you coming. They come in, and I'd be like, "What are those? Oh, he doesn't have them. You got you've you've solved my joke." I would like a Mister Megorium's Wonder Emporium, but for shoes. It was just fucking magical. But at the end, you just end up with shoes. I don't know. I haven't mm-hmm. seen it. <laughs> it might it be about you. shoes. I'll spoil it for you. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Gorium dies and turns into Stardust, I guess. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it either, but I got really into it conceptually, so I read the <laughs> plot summary. Uh, all right, I'm gonna try this again. Boots are expensive money zone. Transition. These boots are made for walking to the money zone. There we go, that's fine. I'm very excited this week because my brother, my brother, and me is sponsored by Lyft, and I love Lyft for a lot of reasons. It's a very versatile service that I'm a fan of. One, when I travel, if I go somewhere like uh, San Francisco Sketchfest, right? I don't want to rent a car. Boom. Mm, mm, Lyft mm. is right there. Super convenient. Two, Teresa and I share a car. If I want to make sure my wife still has access to our car and I just need to, like, run to an appointment or something, boom, Lyft. it. Does it bum you out, Travis, at all that this is a sort of unrequited love because you tried to be a Lyft driver once and they didn't want you? 
No, that was fair because I did have a number of infractions. You want you want standards? They won't let Travis drive, <laughs> but they'll pay him money to talk about their exactly. service. Well, they might now. I think a lot of those infractions have probably fallen off of my Travis, record. Travis tried out for the team, tried out for the Lyft team. Lyft said, no, but we'll find some way to use you, you, <laughs> enthusi- you enthusiastic young driver. They, they saw something raw in Travis that they could mold. You, you're not a driver. You're a speaker. And they were you right. You speak for Lyft. Um, I, I I do. Honest to God, I use Lyft all the time, uh, and I, I'm a pretty big fan. Um, safety is their number one priority. Every driver is fully vetted through a 10-point safety standard, including third-party criminal and DMV background checks. How many points do you think you made it through, Trav? If you were <laughs> to guess. Two. How many? Maybe two, how many? honestly. <laughs> I cleaned my car really good, and I had peppermints yep, in the That's one and two. There. Those are the two first safety standard points. And oh, the third oh, one oh, is like, and I, had a, I had an iPhone charge cable. All right. Well, that one's important too. They can't have you can't have you your maps dying. Whew, that was close. Um, it, nine out of ten Lyft rides get a perfect five star rating, um, and and they offer a better experience with Lyft. You can tip in the app, so the happier the uh, so you have happier drivers, which means happier passengers. I'm a big fan. And right now, Lyft is offering our listeners a special deal for new users. You get three free rides up to $10 each. That's a $30 value when you enter promo code BROTHER. Just download the free Lyft app, L-Y-F-T, Lyft app today, and enter promo code BROTHER in the payment section, and you'll start with three free rides up to $10 each. $30 value. Promo code BROTHER. Go. Do it now. Not my brother. Rides. A lot of times it's my brother. This is just brother. Brother. Anyone's old brother. Any any shitty old brother. Hey, can I tell you about uh, pro can I tell you about pro flowers? Yeah, please. We got some lovely blooms in. Well, we didn't they weren't Ooh. even blooming yet. That's the best thing. We got these lovely little these plants essentially. And then I put the dust in the water. They send you the dust and they say put the dust in the water and you cut some of the flowers and I feel bad doing that every time. Like you're supposed to cut their butts off basically i guess it helps them drink up the dust better but anyway they bloomed and we've had them for a while now and they're just lovely they're sitting on the kitchen and i i just like to sometimes i turn the tv off and i say babe it's i'm talking to rachel and her baby and i say babes it's flower night and we'll just look right at these things for two three four five six seven eight hours at a time <laughs> Nine you hours. Last yesterday, I'm, think, I'm thinking of it. Nine hours yesterday. <laughs> you know, in the 30s, that's what had to pass for entertainment. Wait, your your yeah. grandparents probably stared at flowers. Mm-hmm. Well, you had finished your, your dance marathon, and you wanted to just chill out for the night. And you're like, I can't dance another you did, marathon. You're dancing your dance marathon, and they would open the pool up under you, and you'd fall into it every time. That's every dance marathon. They don't tell you that. That's every dance marathon. You fall in the pool and then you walk home with your future wife and then you get home and you just stare at some flowers. And so somebody would go to turn the radio on and you would slap their hand away from the dial as hard as you possibly could. And you say, Both no. because they would interrupt flower watching, but also that would attract uh, the bombers. They would know where you are because of the radio signals. But so it's like you had to keep ma- that turned off. It's flower night. Mama, may I be excused from the table to go stir at the flowers? Well, Jeff Rums, did you finish your turkey leather? I did indeed. <laughs> Well, you're dismissed. Wait, hold and on. He Does just... it, is turkey leather something you're eating or something you're making to sell? <laughs> Both. Okay. You get, they're getting high on their own supply, so to speak. Anyway, Mother's Day's coming up. 
And this is a good way to show your appreciation. You can send the 100 Blooms from Mom Bouquet from Pro Flowers this Mother's Day. It'll make a real impression. comes with a free glass vase uh, for just $19.99 plus shipping and handling. Um, and you can upgrade to a premium vase and include gourmet chocolates for just 10 bucks more. You choose the delivery date you want. And Pro Flowers are guaranteed to arrive fresh and beautiful and stay that way for seven days of your money back. And um, yeah, it's don't wait it's, because don't that's wait. seven days. Today, Monday. Mother's Day is the 14th, so like, get going. order it it's right time. now. Um, yeah, get the 100 blooms for mom with a free glass face, $19.99 plus shipping. Just go to proflowers.com, click on the microphone microphone in the top right corner, and use the code MYBROTHER. It's proflowers.com. Get the code MYBROTHER when you click on the mic. Uh, this, all this one bouquet, word. All brother. one word. This bouquet sells out fast, so order today, and you're just going to stare at these flowers, but try not to. You're going to want to eat them. Like, that's the no. thing. You're gonna want to eat these blooms, and I, I got I can't tell you how many emails I got from botanists and flower like just flower people and bot uh, like botanists from Harry Potter, how they do like mm-hmm. plants in the in the those movies and books, and all of the all of these emails said you were right, Griffin, eat them up, yum, good. But if you eat them all, don't eat them all because then you can't stare at them. That's my that's my like plant advice. Do they call uh, people that study like mechanical people robotanists? Yeah. Uh, don't okay. even act like we don't have a personal message because we do. And it's for Fiona and it's from Haley. And it says, Happy 50th birthday to the best mom who tells dad jokes and explains references on this show that I'm too young to get. I'm so glad that through hard times in our lives, we can listen to MBMBAM together and laugh. Thanks for birthing my brothers and me. Love your jelly. Bean. I see you didn't want to take the no, director's yeah, note at the yeah, beginning of this one, Juice. I'm not a fucking dancing. It says if Snowden Snowden could come out of hiding to read this message, that'd be great. And like, I don't know why you want him to compromise himself for 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 you. Give us one, Justin, just one word. Thank you for birthing me, mother. It's our secret. I feel like maybe you've lost. No, much he's like, still fucking there. Much like the American intelligence community, you've lost Snowden maybe a little bit. Yeah, he just sounds smaller. I hate, see, I hate this happening inorganically. You can do it. I'm an, or, this is I'm or- an organic comedian. Yeah. I did it. It was so funny. People are lulling their brains off right now. They're loving it. <laughs> lulling They're loving their brains it. off, just like the kids say. Snowden fever is back and it's sweeping America. And there's a reason I, sometimes you retire a beloved character because you lose touch with them. It's mm-hmm. like if, um, you know the guy who hosts uh, All American Actor Sit Down, James Spader. Mm-hmm. If he were to say to me, "Justin, can I speak with Edward Snowden?" The worst thing that's ever happened to me, by the way, is watching James Lipton host Inside of the Actor Studio with the cast of Simpsons, and uh, asking each one in turn if he could speak to their character, Oops. and having them improvise some like Simpsons back and forth uh, 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 impromptu discussions with the Simpsons family. Why didn't and w- just one of them look at them and be like, it's scripted, James. James. The show is scripted. Hey, James. Can I, sp- least- can I speak to Mole Man? <laughs> <laughs> is comic book guy in today? Is Hans, could I- Hans Moleman. Are you there? I'm channeling you. If I could just Where's the money, Hans? Um, can I speak with Gil? Uh, I don't remember Gil. Gil was, hold on. <laughs> Let me look. <laughs> remember an episode, the salesman, the old sale. Can I speak with the old sa- Gil? You don't remember? Mm, 
Okay. Can I speak to Daryl Strawberry? That was really Daryl Strawberry. <laughs> like he was really in that fucking episode. What are you talking about? What I are just you doing, James? I really like Daryl Strawberry. <laughs> I thought you might have Daryl Strawberry's phone number. <laughs> so I could call Daryl Strawberry. Um Here's another message, and it's uh, for Bailey M., and it's from Nate B., who says, Happy birthday to my sweetheart of a partner. Bailey, I'm not sure if you will be in D.C. or Ukraine when you receive this birthday message, but I know that I love you with all of my heart. Nate. P.S. I couldn't think of a goof to write here, so if the brothers could help me out, I would appreciate it. (laughs) So just a joke? You just want us to write a joke? Okay, I'll joke here aside. (laughs) This should be the name of this podcast. Jokes, get out. Get out jokes, of here, jokes. Jokes, step out of the room for a moment. Give me like five minutes. That's way Bailey, too long. I'm not going to fucking wait. It's no. way too long to go without jokes. Okay, two minutes. One minute? Okay. One minute. It's probably really hard uh, for Nate to plan whether Bailey's going to be in D.C. or the Ukraine when this message is read, considering it is a month. Oh, no, two months late. That's not really a, jo- a good jo- I don't know if that's a good joke for I'm them, though. Self-burn. You guys are really tough. Here, how about this? Friends. How about this? Okay. Tell me a joke. Okay, Wait, here okay. we go. Acupuncture is a jab well done. Acupuncture okay. is a jab well done. That was Google's. Here, there's just one more. There are two fish in a tank, and one says to the other, how do you drive this thing? Fucking sucks, oh, Google. Okay. Well, that was well, Google. Google's like the company that owns all the things. You think they could own like a good joke? Uh, here's hey, one, I got a, here's one I called, got a new joke. Here's one called Random Fun. What do you think she says on that? Here's a cute video. Oh, it's like a cat. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was afraid, honestly. More so this wasn't really a, a... We didn't really write a joke this time. What we did is one of our classic My Brother, My Brother, and Me goof-adjacent segments where yeah. you think there's something funny in it, and then you dig around, and there's not, but then you're three minutes closer to the podcast being over, so yeah. everybody wins. Like, Maybe in a year you remember something funny happening here, but when you go back and re-listen to the episode, you can't pinpoint what moment you were thinking of. Yeah, if you're if you're scrubbing through right now, trying to find that great joke that you heard on this episode, it was earlier or later because it's mm-hmm. not in this segment. It you can might go not ahead have and even sc- been this episode. Yeah, it may not have been this episode. It was okay. This is an okay one. Real middle of the pack right here. This one. Oh, well, it does riddle. This fun. I got this new phone. It does jokes. Samsung Galaxy S8. It's got jokes. That's my. You know how we do tech reviews sometimes. It also does riddles. Here's the riddle. Do you want to hear it? Does your shirt yeah. have holes in it? No? Then how did you put it on? That's a riddle. <laughs> That's not a riddle. <laughs> Unless you honestly want me to answer how I put my shirt on. It's a, here's a riddle. What has two hands, a round face, always runs, but stays in place? That's a real a fucking a clock. clock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it tells you that pretty quick, huh? Like, give me a minute to fucking solve the riddle. Obviously, Travis solved it because he's the riddle master, but I need a little bit more time than this phone. I'm giving this phone three stars out of five because it doesn't give you enough time to... The bezel is, like, almost not there, and the processor is, like, so fast. It runs all my games so fast. But when it asks you riddles, it doesn't give you enough time to solve them. Three stars (laughs) out of five. Sorry, Google. I had to dock you two points on that one. There's probably a setting for that. Um... Uh, here's another question because I think we've done one. Is that right? Give right. me more okay. time to solve your riddles next time. Uh, here are the top <laughs> results. No, it's not a search. Two stars out of five. Fuck this phone. Don't buy it. I wish I still had my Apple phone. I, uh, I had all my I had all my crazy birds saved on my Apple phone. <laughs> I lost all the dang things. Didn't carry your progress over. No. Crazy birds. God, this has been the longest money zone spot. 
Yeah, it's almost like I'm trying to move on to the next thing and you keep talking about your phone. Hey, Max Fun fans, it's MaximumFun.org founder Jesse Thorne. I just wanted to take a minute to congratulate our colleague Ben Partridge. He's the host and creator of the Beef and Dairy Network podcast, and they just won the Gold Award for Best Comedy Podcast in the British Podcast Awards. It's a truly remarkable honor. If you haven't checked out Beef and Dairy Network, you are in for a very, very, very special treat. It's a really remarkable and hilarious show. I would say a perfect podcast. Uh, so congratulations, Ben Partridge, and congratulations to everyone who's contributed to the Beef and Dairy Network podcast. We're proud of you. Do you think living on a houseboat would be as fun as it sounds? And that's from Landlock in Illinois. There's not explicit advice, I guess, in this one. It's more implicit advice, I suppose. Um, pros and cons. Pros. You can fish right off the side of the damn thing. No problem. Which you know me, I fish. I love fishing every morning. Sometimes it's a hassle to get down to the ocean. Oh, also, you have the 360 surround pool. Who else can claim that on their house? I mean, I guess other people in houseboats. Um, mm-hmm. Negatives. You could wake up drowned, which is kind of a bad one. Like that actually, no matter what, like you're mobile, you could live wherever you want. Your house moves. Fishing off the side, 360 pool is all super good. <laughs> I'm sure it's yeah. very scenic, but you could wake up drowned, and that's uh, that might actually sort of outweigh the like I'm in my ranch style home here in Texas. That's a very low chance of it happening because it's not an um, aqua vehicle. Uh, I mean, if I if my regular house breaks, I call a guy. If my houseboat breaks, I'm all of a sudden in like a desperate adventure movie situation. Like I'm I'm fighting for my life yeah. all of a sudden. Which maybe is not what you want to do when you're trying to just catch up on you know twenty four or whatever okay, you're doing but, at your home. And before boys, you boys, say boys. before you say it doesn't happen, it happened to a bar in Huntington. So yes, that is true. But the question, boys, was not is it as responsible as it sounds. The question was is it as fun as it sounds. So and you think it'd be argue, pretty fun yes. for your house to break and then you almost drown no, while you're trying but, to swim out of your but home? But that's like saying, like, oh, I look at that roller coaster and something bad could happen, so I'm not going to get on that roller coaster. It doesn't mean the roller coaster is not fun. It just means that you're being a little too responsible. I think living on a houseboat would be as fun as it sounds right up until the moment when it sinks. <laughs> up until then... <laughs> You're right, Travis. You shouldn't think about don't 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 cry because it's over. Laugh because of the great memories you had exactly. along the way. Thank you. Because here's uh, the thing. No, the house I live in now is most likely not going to sink unless we have a sinkhole situation. But you know what else? I also don't get to pretend like I'm on an adventure with my friends Huck Finn and Tom Sawyer every day. Sure. You know what I mean? Right. Like Um Can I read a Yahoo? Do you think if you have a houseboat? Uh-huh. And you see people fishing near your houseboat. Are you allowed to be like, come on? Yeah, those are my fish. <laughs> those are clearly my fish. I've named those. I named those fish. They're my pets. That, you- that's my koi pond. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you guys want to who? Do you think uh, if you own a houseboat, you okay. get to claim that like you have lots of outdoor bathrooms? What's the square footage? Well, I don't know. How far can Infinity, you yeah, all of it. Hey, here's a good thing about houseboat. If you drive it out far enough, you can turn on your video poker machine and just go <laughs> hog wild. 
That's one fun thing. Do you guys want to Yahoo? Yeah. Someone sent by Zoe Kinski riding high. This is not a good one. I just well, I will be very honest with you boys. It's not a good one, but I did need to read it. Zoe Kinski sent it in. It's Yahoo answers user. Sorry, something's gone wrong. I'm going to call him Keith. Asked, riddle me this, Batman. How can you find out if you were breastfed without asking anyone in your family? And then additional details. Batman jokes aside, how can you find out if you were breastfed without asking anyone in your family? Does it say Batman jokes aside? Yes. All right, I'm not farting around. It'll be a riddle dee dee, Batman. If you kill him, he won't learn nothing. How can you find out if you're breastfed without asking anyone in your family? Never mind the Batman stuff. I just want to know about the breastfeeding. I'm glad he got that distraction out of the way. Otherwise, I would have been listening to the second half of the question wondering, when's another Batman joke coming? <laughs> uh, let's what character put, is this? Let's put a yeah. smile on that face. How can I find this breastfeeding? Don't think about the Joker thing. I want to know if I was breastfed from a breast. <laughs> Riddle me this, Batman. Does your shirt have holes in it? <laughs> no. What has two hands and a face and doesn't move? A clock. What? You said it way too fast, Batman's the Riddler. I wasn't even... I wasn't even done listening. The sound had not made it to my bat ears yet. How do you guys think he does put it on? What? How does Batman put it on? I was thinking about it, and, like, he would tell the Riddler, like, no, I don't have buttons, and then the Riddler would be like, then how'd you put it on? And then Batman would have to say something. I guess he wouldn't... He would probably just punch him. But, like... How if he wanted to answer, how how would he put it on, right? Why didn't the Riddler ever look at Batman and say, riddle me this, who is Batman? And Batman would be like, Bruce Wayne, shit, damn it. Got me, I Bye. solved it, though. And I give me 10 he, riddle points. And when he says up 100, the Riddler dies. Do you think in every Batman story you've ever seen, ever, they have omitted a 10-second beat of footage where he's just like, hmm. zip me up, Alfred. <gasps> Alfred. Get no, do tight. Corset me up, Alfred. Tighten my corset, Alfred. It seems like I, a, a like a rubber spray. Like he's just sprayed on him. Sprayed it on. I he's have nude. seen human beings removing wetsuits before, and it is not a cool thing or no. an easy thing. It kind of looks like someone shedding their exoskeleton, their carapace. And if we're if we're being honest, his wiener probably looks super <laughs> weird in there when he take like. It probably looks super, 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 it's like a little hot bag that you sweat into, and then when you he, take it off, like, we don't talk about this ever, but his wiener <laughs> probably looks, like, pretty busted. He's definitely fully talked up before it gets in there, he right? He talks like, 360 degrees full coverage. He's got, like, a spray tan booth of talcum powder. It's like, oh, there's a crime. Okay, I need 20 minutes to get, I, I just, I gotta grease up and then talc up. And then get in the suit, and that takes a while. And I had to put in a lot of soundproofing so you wouldn't hear the squeaking and the screaming. Um, Do you think at some point in the relationship, Alfred has come to him and said, uh, Master Bruce? Yes. Uh, I'm just going to ask a fucking kid. Please stop <laughs> peeing in the suit. Master Bruce. I have to fucking wash it, okay? Master Bruce, please stop peeing. In the suit. I don't, Master I, Bruce, I, I, I have taken the liberty of, I've crafted you a flannel number with several zippers and buttons and flaps. No. Okay, but just for <laughs> a second, just consider. Just Master Bruce, who do you think, 
it stinks like shit. There's nothing we're going to do about that. You're getting your, you're fighting the penguin. You're sweating to high heaven. Mm-hmm. I'll quit and then I'll need a way to make money. And I can think of one pretty fucking good one. And it's a book called Here's What the Batcave Is by me, Alfred, who no longer watches your it's, piss scene. It's called The Secrets of the Underground Piss Boy. And that's you. <laughs> that's you. You And chapter one, you'll never believe this clammy pingness. I'll tell them about the time you got scared last year. Remember, Master Bruce? Really scared? Remember really, really scared? I think of it as Alfred's super bad day that he had because of you, Master Bruce. You remember when he... You, hey, Gotham, chapter two. Remember when Bane almost blew our thing up with... I forget why, but it was really dumb. But anyway, Batman came home from that one, and his balls were so pruny, it was... The suit is so tight. It was, it, the, he was out there for a few days just getting wildly pruny down there. Chapter three. Master Bruce stopped watching Dexter after season three, but he continued to make me recap episodes after I watched them for the entirety of the series. Literally half of my day is spent recapping Dexter for Batman. Batman took a weird turn. I like it. He's a weird dude, man. Uh, the other day my boyfriend went thrift shopping on his day off from work. When he got home, I asked him if he had found anything good. He said that he had, and proceeded to show me a Chris Angel Mind Freak magic kit. I really like this guy. What do I do? Get fucking stoked? <laughs> yeah, I get guess? married, I guess, to this person as fast as is possible? Are you kidding me? That's very good. Was it unopened? It's because you run the risk way. of some of the minds having already been freed. Yeah, you can't unfreak those beans. Um, can you... Can, sorry, Justin, I wanted to do a joke, but I didn't want to be rude and interrupt you, so maybe you could read it a second time, and I'll be rude this time, but it won't be the one that counts. Yeah, you got it. All right. Um, the other day, my boyfriend went thrift shopping. I'm going to pop some tags. I've got $30 <laughs> in my pocket. You said he had a joke. I'm still waiting on... Where's the joke? At one point, he says piss in the song. Piss. Mm. Yeah, that is pretty good. But shit, it was 99 cents. Yeah, and he comes back at it and, but with a message, like an important message. Um, this is the best pickup, like, ever. And I think you should get psyched and, like, start, like, putting on little magic shows, I guess. What comes in... All right, time to Google. What comes in the Chris Angel Mind Freak Magic Kit? Okay, why you work Super on that? quick, I am going to need to know that. I'm also going to wonder if it makes the illusions harder if you pull out, like, I'm going to poke a hole through this coin. And they're like, uh, why does the coin have Chris Angel's face on it? And you have to just stare at them until they forgot you were going to do a magic trick. So Justin. Sears has it for 128, sorry, 128 American dollars and 90 American cents, which is basically 129 American dollars. Barnes and, no- Barnes and Noble get it to you for 60 bucks. Justin? Yeah. If you saw a Chris Angel Mind Freak magic kit at a thrift store, what amount of money would they have to be charging for it that would balance for you the joke of buying it without being ashamed of the amount of money you paid for it? Uh, okay, Trav, hi. It's nice to meet you. My name is Justin McElroy, and I paid $200 for a lucid, dreamy helmet that's never going Fair to ride enough. on my head. Uh, I should have It's not Griffin. a number. Yes, exactly. Griffin, same question. $128.90. <laughs> Griffin um, would pay double what he'd pay at Barnes & Noble. 
This somebody wrote this on Sears. Apparently, Sears just lets you write your own product descriptions. I've included the Mind Freak Kit instructional DVD to perform every Mind Freak prop contained in this kit to make learning easy and fun. By the way, I'm looking at this shit, and it's like some little foam balls and thimbles, and it's like you can't freak someone's bean with some fucking thimbles. It's impossible. Um, as a bonus, I've also included volumes one and five of my best-selling DVD series, Master Mind Freaks. Okay, so uh, Chris did write this then. Uh, each DVD with my personal step-by-step instructions on how to perform each and every insane mind reek, little typo there, including my biggest secret, how to self-levitate anywhere, anytime, with no props. I've also included three offic- different official decks of Chris Angel playing cards, my personal practice tips, and mind freak teacher tricks. That's hey. Sorry, go ahead. That's teach hyphen a hyphen tricks. Teacher tricks from my best-selling Teacher book. Teacher tricks. Chris Angel Mind Freak. <laughs> nope, it's tricks spelled right. Uh, Chris Angel Mind Freak Secret Revelations, the free ultimate online ultimate lo- loyal freak trial membership at Chris Angel website and much much more. Hundred. <laughs> I'm just gonna try it out and see. I'm watching a YouTube video now, and it's somebody doing one of the tricks from this Mind Freak set, and it looks like they've got three little silver cups here. And three foam balls. Each, and, each one with Chris Angel's face on it. And this person is putting some of the balls in the cups. And, oh, look at that. It looks like three of the balls ended up in what? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. My, your mind? My mind. <laughs> my bean. You got me. You guys, you got me. Right in my bean. I wish called it bean freak. Yes. <laughs> oh, you got me right in the bean. Oh, you got to finish the show without me. Oh, why did I watch this GD video? (laughs) It's still on. The video's still going. The three balls are back in the original cups. My bean. My bean. My bean. My bean. My bean. This is podcast history. Someone's having their mind freaked in, in the in pocket. You just in media res as Griffin is having his mind freaked. Uh, it's hard. I can't even think right anymore. Guys. That's what happens. Oh, shit. My legs and arms feel numb. Is this it? Well, folks, this has been My Brother, My Brother, and Me, an advice show for the modern era. Now just my brother and me, I, I guess. Um, my name is Justin McElroy, and um, thank you to John Roderick and the Long Winners for the use of our theme song at the departure off the album Putting the Days to Bed. Uh, thanks to everybody who has listened to our show and shared it over the years during the Griffin years, as we will now think of them. And uh, Trav, do you have anything you, you would like to say? Uh, yeah, go check out all the other amazing shows on MaximumFun.org. There's a ton on there. They're all great. You can also go to McElroyShows.com to find all the projects that we're associated with, uh, as well as contact information like P.O. boxes and email addresses and Twitter accounts, uh, Facebook groups, all that kind of stuff. Um, also wanted to say we're, uh, uh, my wife and I have a new show that we do called The Kind Rewind, where we watch different things and discuss them. We are wrapping up season one of Buffy, and then, uh, the next episode after that, we'll be watching, uh, E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Oh, so yeah. that will be episode five. Uh, and um, then we're going to watch the first three episodes of Cheers, and we don't want to commit ourselves to a whole first season in case we hate it, but episode six will be the first three episodes of Cheers. <laughs> Um, uh, okay. Hold on. Okay. 
Oh, Griffin's back. Thank God. I can do the closer. Okay. Also, we're about to do a live show in Austin. If you're coming to that, please send in questions. Mabimbam at MaximumFun.org. Here's the final Yahoo. Sent in by Morgan Davey. Keep it waving, Morgan Davey. It's the Yahoo Answers user. They're anonymous. Everybody's just completely undercover. This one's asked by Cream Dream, who asks, Did Arthur, from the cartoon, ever go to a funeral in the show? My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother. May kiss your dad square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. I'm Barbara Gray. I'm Brandy Posey. And I'm Tess Barker. We're Lady to Lady. Do you want to sleep over in your ears? Is that a friend in your pocket or are you just podcast to see me? We're a portable hangout you can bring to the gym, on the subway, or on an oil rig. Seriously, we have listeners who do that. Show with us while we get high with Margaret Cho. Talk showgirls with Katya from Drag Race. And hear Broadway star Anthony Rapp sing Hamilton. I am not throwing away my shot. (laughs) I am not throwing away my shot. Hey, yo, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'm not throwing away my shot. That's Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we.